Okay, I guess we're just going to get started as people slowly trickle into the webinar. Um, welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Miranda Ferrier, and I am the CEO of the Ontario Personal Support Workers Association. And I couldn't be more thrilled but to welcome the perinatal support worker crew here today uh, to talk to you guys about becoming a perinatal support worker and specializing uh, to work with babies and all sorts of really fun stuff. Uh, so with that, I'm going to hand over the reins to the PNSW team. And uh, please make sure to keep your questions uh, till the end. Uh, the comment box is open. They will answer all of your questions at the end of the presentation. And um, stay being awesome and good luck. Thanks, Miranda. Virginia, why don't you go first? So, well, welcome to today's uh, webinar on perinatal support worker. Uh, we're looking for PSWs who are interested in working with families at the beginning of life as opposed to the end of life. But we're also looking for people who are interested in providing support for new families who may have additional uh, challenges that they have to face that really only PSWs are qualified to help with. Um, this is not a new program, but a lot of people think it's a new program because they've just heard about it, but we've actually been around for 12 years. And for the last 10 years, it's been exclusively available for PSWs. And this is the only program of its type in the world that is dedicated to elevating PSWs and creating perinatal support workers. Um, Debbie, how about you? Thanks. Well, I'll introduce us. Virginia and I oh. are the founders and educators of the program. I apologize. I am sick today, so I apologize if I if you see me blowing my nose in the background. Um, but I'm really glad that you're joining us today. So I will say that I started my journey working with new and expecting parents um, 20 years ago. And I did train as a doula at the time. And I found that when I went to actually support my first family, I was so unprepared. It was a two-day course in a living room with just another doula. And um, I decided I was going to be one of the educators for the doula program. And there was just a lot of pieces missing in that program. And when I tried to develop a stronger, more comprehensive program, there wasn't interest at that time to do any changes or to make any changes. So I started to develop my own uh, postpartum program that I would be teaching and educating. And around that time, which is about 15 years ago was when I was introduced to Virginia, who oddly enough was doing the exact same thing, but in the prenatal world. So a mutual friend had connected to us and, and said, you guys need to get your heads together. And that is where the perinatal support worker program was born. So the perinatal support worker program is essentially a very comprehensive from fertility and pregnancy right through until childbirth um, and into the first year of baby's life. We're gonna get into the nitty gritty of it in the next few slides, but Virginia and I are the founders of the program. We are one of, or two of the, I believe 12 educators that PNSWs are learning from. You would be doing this through Mohawk, so not in someone's living room, and you'll be getting a college credential for it. So we're really excited to have you join us today, and hopefully we can um, enlighten you and maybe inspire you to join us in this incredible journey. 
Um, I will say we're going to start off with if you do have any questions, please po post them in the chat box and we will take some time to answer them at the very end. We are also joined by one of our very awesome PNSWs, Terry, who also was a PSW, took the PNSW course, and now is really making huge waves, which is so funny that we say that now. I'll let you, I'll let her share a little later why. Um, but Terry has been making a lot of noise in the community and just doing some great work. So we're excited to have her here to share her journey as well. Okay, Virginia, why don't you take the first slide? So <clears throat> we have been training um, perinatal professionals since 2012, when Debbie and I first put this together. We originally started in a, uh, a very small um, private school, the Institution of Traditional Medicine. And from there, we moved on to Anderson College. And from Anderson College, we moved on five years ago to Mohawk College. So we've been delivering uh, this program through Mohawk College. And since the pandemic, we've been doing it online. It's 100% online now for the academic portion. Um, we have also had the whole program reorganized into stacked micro-credentials. And these are all taught by people who are actively working in some capacity in the perinatal field. Who's, who's playing with that mouse? That pointer is going all over the place and I feel like a cat. Um, so for PNSWs, the um, academic portion of the program is approximately 500 hours. Of that, um, the great majority of that is um, guided independent learning that you would do on your own. That's reading, watching, or um, doing an activity. Plus there's the in-portion classes. And then there's approximately 400 practicum hours, which we will discuss with you um, later on. And altogether, there's somewhere between 900 and 1,000 hours of education, which is significantly greater than any doula program I have ever been involved with. And I too, like Debbie, I was part of a national organization. I was one of their educators. I rewrote their antenatal program only to be told it's too hard. Um, we don't want to learn that much. So as I was somebody who was already working in um, healthcare, in obstetrics, and I was working in, in clinical research, I felt that it was important for me to stop training people that way and move to a different way. And that's how we became the PNSW program. You can take this next slide too as well, Virginia. I love the way you okay. explain this one. So this looks like a really, really busy slide because it is, because there are a lot of different elements that go into being a healthcare provider of any type. And what you'll notice here, hopefully, is that the PNSW ticks off all the boxes. And these aren't just um, like little things like, you know, we took an extra course or whatever. We have mandatory training in infant CPR, mandatory liability insurance. Many places do not require you to carry your own insurance. We do because if you are caring for people, we need to make sure that you are covered as well you absolutely must have a background check. If you do not pass a background check, you cannot be a PNSW. Um, our goal is to keep the PNSWs as 
relevant and as um, well vetted as humanly possible so that we don't end up in situations where people are not appropriate for the position they're holding. If you go further down the list, you'll see that Family Care Specialists, which is a new program that we have opened up to non-PSWs, also have a lot of the same elements with some that are missing. They are not water birth trained. They are not trained in infant mental health, at least by us. Um, they are not trained in non-invasive basic comforting techniques. Again, they may be in their own discipline, but not by us. And they are not trained to work with people with mobility issues, nor are they regulatable. And that's a really key piece. Um, to remember because the PSWs are going to be regulated and that puts you in a very different footing from everyone else who is in this uh, part of the world. Um, a certified doula, there's a lot of unanswered questions with certification. Certification for most organizations require them to attend conferences, um, but not necessarily to keep their skills at a certain level. Um, they're also, it's very difficult to know what their certification means because often it's a private person who is certifying them. Um, registered massage therapies are often found in the birth world and you can see that they have some of the same things. They do have liability and they are uh, trained uh, to provide evidence-based information as well as they are certainly trained to provide non-invasive um, comforting measures use and diagnosing as well. And they are regulatable, actually they're licensed. Lay support people, that's somebody who decided to help you when you said you were gonna have a baby. They don't have to have any, any qualifications. They can just, just help you. And same with an uncertified doula. You could take a weekend course and say, I am now a doula. And it's really buyer beware at that point because they have they don't answer to anyone. They're not regulatable. They there's no governing board for them at all. If there are complaints against them, there's no place to go with that. That's a big difference between what the PNSWs have and what everybody else has. So we're going to open. Uh, registration is open now. And we start um, classes for PNSWs on January the 9th. So I will be the person who you start with. The first three classes on the Tuesday, they're Tuesday and Thursday. The first three classes on the Tuesday will be with me. And the first Thursday classes will be with, are they with Caitlin? Uh, Julianne. Oh, they're with Julianne. Okay. Who is also... A PNSW, um, who you will meet later on, not today. And she has a lot of experience, a very wide range of experience. And for those of you who think that it's too far, she's actually from the north of Ontario, about five hours away from Toronto. And she's servicing virtually people in the Toronto area. So distance is not an issue anymore. Um, the last class will be on June 20th. Then there will be the practicum, which will open, and you have a year to to finish the practicum. You can take up to five years, but each time you would have to re-register after, I think, two years. You'd have to re-register in order to continue in the practicum if it isn't finished. And then once you're finished, you can write the final exam. 
for most of you, that will be done between July and December. We will offer, I believe, two dates when we will have a proctored exam online. Okay, so what are the learning outcomes for a PNSW? You will be trained to offer pregnancy and childbirth support, um, as well as education, maternal and infant mental health screening and education, postpartum and parenting support and education. And you'll notice we have education and support there because it's a little different from the PSW role, where in some cases you would be hands-on supporting parents and babies, but in some cases you may be educating them either one-on-one -on -one or through classes and so forth. Newborn care support and education, bereavement support. And then the unique part about this career is that you might actually be interested in doing things like research or curriculum development and education class delivery and water birth, which is really exciting. And Terry will chat a little bit about that shortly as well. So as you can see, you're learning everything from that, you know, pregnancy, fertility, right through until a child is but one. In newborn care, you'll be learning about things um, like nutrition, breastfeeding, uh, infant massage. So it really is a comprehensive program that gives you all the tools you need to be able to support families in the best way possible. This is a list of the modules. They're micro-credentials now at Mohawk. So we have 11. You need all 11 stacked credentials to be named a PNSW. And once you've completed that, you've basically fulfilled all of the requirements. So modules one through six are the first six modules that are open now for registration. They include reproductive health, history and politics, introduction to clinical research, maternal infant, maternal and infant anatomy and physiology, pregnancy through the trimesters, complications of pregnancy and labor and birth. And then the second semester will include the remaining perinatal loss and bereavement, breastfeeding, postpartum and parenting, and the prenatal educator program. And then as men, uh, mentioned in the previous slide, the practicum will then be your last micro-credential which lasts a year. You can certainly complete that in a faster time, but we do give you the full year to complete those hours. Virginia? So the modules, as I had said earlier, are, are Tuesday and Thursday. They're from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. So if you have to make changes to your schedule, now's the time to do that, not on January 10th. Um, we have had some people, you know, say, well, I wish I'd known earlier. Well, we're giving you lots of time to make the changes. Um, you have to have audio and video on. You must be in a quiet area and you must be participating let me tell you, I have had people in bed with the covers over their heads claim that they are attending. I have watched people while they're supposed to be attending and participating, do their laundry, um, go make dinner for their children. I have seen animals and children wander in and out. It is very difficult to learn at a fast pace. This is a fast paced um, education. You only have three hours and we have a lot of stuff to get in. So please do yourself a kindness and make sure your family understands that you are unavailable regardless of what's going on. You are unavailable for three hours twice a week. You can make it up to them later. 
Okay, so for the practicum, which is a big question that most PNSWs have, is it's required to have 200 prenatal hours and 200 postpartum hours. So we've divided them into those two categories. And this is a, a combination of worked or observed um, or shadowed with pregnant families for prenatal. So anything that you would be either working, observing, or shadowing in a prenatal, so a pregnant family, they haven't had the baby yet. Postpartum means they've had the baby. So at that point, you need to be working with families who have a baby from zero to 12 months. And again, that is worked, observed, or shadowed. Um, the hands-on versus the observation means that, you know, hands-on is you're actually caring for the baby or the parent, whereas observing or shadowing is you're watching someone else doing the hands-on caring for the baby or the parent. And then asynchronous and, and synchronous just means whether something is happening live. So you actually have to, for example, this is a live session. And I always mix them up, Virginia. Synchronous is live, correct? Yes. Right. Yes. So synchronous means you're joining us live, whereas asynchronous means you'll be watching it on your own time. So we do have options for you to do asynchronous, which you're doing on your own time, but many options are synchronous where you would be working live with someone. So that kind of brings me to. Can I, can I just add yeah. one thing? Sorry. Absolutely. One thing about this, when we are talking about hours worked and observation or whatever, you have to have somebody who can verify. This isn't just, oh, I went to my friend's house and I sat with her for six hours. So that counts because she's pregnant. And we talked about the pregnancy. This is not casual. This has to be uh, observed by somebody who, and can be verified by someone in authority. So um, not your friend, but somebody who can observe you with your friend. So um, a healthcare provider, someone like that, who can verify that you were actively involved with someone who is either pregnant or postpartum. Yeah, and, and an example of that would be if your friend is having a baby with a midwife and you've been attending those prenatal visits and you attended the birth, the midwife could sign the paper for you. Same with a doctor or a nurse. So certainly there are people that would be able to be present during that pregnancy or postpartum period that can sign off for you. Um, in terms of the requirements, when you register for the program for the practicum, you will have to also register for the pre-placement course, which is additional fees. That is through Mohawk, that is not through us. It will include your vulnerable sexual police check. My apologies for the background, immunization skin test, flu vaccine is recommended, but not mandatory. COVID-19 COVID vaccines, um, I don't believe are mandatory, but they're recommended, must have CPR and a mask fit, which are most of the requirements that you need anyways to practice as a PNSW, so that at least gets you started. You must have CPR, back check, and $2 million of liability insurance, which we can provide you the information for. OPSWA uh, provides this. Um, in their membership. So that's certainly something that they can support you on. You do have to have consistent availability. So when you register for the practicum, you cannot expect to get 400 hours by saying I'm only available on a Saturday between 12 and two. You have to have at least minimum of one day a week to be able to offer to dedicate specifically to a PNSW practicum. You have to take opportunities given to you. So when we give you opportunities, for example, we've got a back office with tons of opportunities for you to take online trainings, to do virtual support that counts for offer um, for hours. And then we have some 
that are already set up. So if we're connecting you with practicum locations, if you deny one, you know, maybe it's a little bit too far for you to drive, that's fine. But if you're denying every single opportunity we give you, then we do let you know that you're going to be on your own because we have set up these amazing relationships with different practicum locations. And the worst thing that we can tell them is that there's no one available for them, especially when there's actually someone within a 15 minute drive. So if you are given an opportunity, it's important that you really take it seriously and offer that one day a week. And then applying for opportunities that are posted. We do have a Facebook group that's private for our PNSWs in practicum and our full PNSWs who are registered. It's important that you see those and reply. So if you're available, apply for those jobs. I will say Virginia and I also own an agency where we um, actually support and offer this service directly to parents. And I cannot tell you how hard it is to fill some of these jobs. We have clients. I think we have now five waiting yeah. for support. One of the clients actually has insurance coverage for PNSW and we can't fill the jobs. So if you're, if you see a job being posted, it's really important. You don't sit on it for two weeks and expect it to still be there because if we're not able to fill it within a week, we generally tell families we can't help them and they go on to the next option. So it's really important that you're actively working in your practicum. So <clears throat> I also am not as well as I could be. So the kinds of things that would be accepted in the uh, as part of the practicum, or if you actually had an opportunity to do research, we actually have two. Terry's one of them, and Julianne's another uh, PNSW, who are both actively involved in research. Um, this is very exciting for me because I was involved in clinical research for a long time. And so it's I, it's a big moment for me to have both both people involved in research. So this is an opportunity. It's new. Um, the world wasn't really aware of what PNSWs could do, and they're slowly becoming aware. There are opportunities for curriculum development. If you are going through and you're planning to become a childbirth educator, uh, you'll spend six weeks with me or three weeks with me, uh, six six nights and three weeks um, going over that so that at the end of that, you will be able to develop your own curriculum. You will learn how to <clears throat> deliver a course. You can have um, hands-on support, as Debbie mentioned, or observation. We would prefer you to have more hands-on than observation. It's always good to actually do, not just watch. So please take advantage of opportunities for hands-on. Don't hide yourself from opportunities. And you can take additional training certificates, but it's only worth, we can take as many as you like, but they're only worth 25% of your practicum marks. So you can't just, like I say, hide and do a whole pile of online courses and say, well, I'm in, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm there now. So we, um, we'd like to see you actually working in the field for some part of the practicum. We did talk about this, that you have to be, if you're going to be on the PNSW registry and we maintain the registry, um, you must carry $2 million in liability insurance. You must have a back check and you must have CPR. And the big question I've been asked is, why do you have to have $2 million? Why can't I get away with no insurance? 
The problem is when you're working with people, if you are working in an in a place where they're insuring you, and so some of you might end up in situations where the institution is insuring you, then you if they're if you're named on their insurance, then you can give that information to us and we would accept it as long as it's two million or more. But if you're out in the community, you have to be responsible and you are going to need to carry a minimum of two million. We had heard of one hospital that wanted people to carry five million dollars and that did not go over well, but that was a means for them to stop people from coming in. Yeah, and it's important to understand that this liability insurance is to protect you because mm -hmm. if something goes wrong during a pregnancy or something goes wrong in a postpartum with a baby or a parent, that is your liability. And that means that your livelihood, your home, your cars, your assets could all be taken away. So this is to protect you. And most hospitals, even though you may not be working in a hospital, you could be working for a client who's being served by a midwife, but delivering in a hospital, the hospital won't allow you to be there without insurance. The midwife may not take you on without insurance. So this is really for your liability and your liability and protection. Um, and then finally is the financial. So you can register for all the modules at once, or you can register for them one at a time. It's up to you. Uh, we generally only offer them once or twice a year maximum. So if you're taking one at a time, it's going to take you quite a bit of time. You only have five years to finish the entire 11 credentials. If you do register for all of them, meaning you register for the first semester six um, modules, and then you register for the remaining modules in the spring, that you would actually get your practicum for free. The modules range between $299 and $599. So to give you an idea of, of what that looks like, I believe only two of them are the higher amount. The rest are around that $300 mark. Um, yeah. OSAP is currently has been applied for. So Mohawk is working on getting OSAP. This is approved at OSAP. WSIB, some of the PNSWs have been approved by WSIB. There are tons of grants and bursaries for furthering education. Virginia, see, Virginia and I see these all the time. So go and do some research and see if you would qualify to take one of these grants or bursaries because this is done as a micro-credential, which is a vetted program through a college, you do qualify for these types of grants. So do some research and see if that will also cover you. And then the school also offers a payment plan. So if you can't afford to pay this all up front, you can definitely talk to Mohawk about a payment plan of some sort that would benefit you. And I'd like to, at this point, um, get Terry now to share a bit about her and, and her story, her journey, and where she came from and where she's at now. Thanks, Debbie. Hi, everyone. I'm Terry, and I was a PSW for many years. And at the birth of my first granddaughter eight years ago, I decided that I was kind of in the wrong line of work. <laughs> I wanted to switch to the birth side um, instead of the death side. It's very rewarding working with families and knowing that you're making a difference and switching to the perinatal side of it just was a natural progression for me. Uh, so I started helping families and I decided that I needed to be a little bit more educated. And I looked into doula programs and just as Virginia and Debbie said, 
I found them to be lacking. I love that doulas are a thing and that we have people that can support families, but I wanted more of an educational background to support me and to feel better prepared. So I did my research and I came across the perinatal support worker program at Mohawk College. And I took it during COVID, <laughs> which was a wonderful blessing for me because I was able to dedicate my time and really focus on the study. And it was a wonderful program. Um, it is it is work. Don't kid yourself. It is it is work. You are being properly educated, and it is a wonderful thing. And since graduating and having my practicum, I have started three of my own businesses. <laughs> <laughs> I found a real passion for for water birth, and I had a client that I helped um, who wanted a water birth, and. Uh, we actually ended up having a water birth at my home um, <laughs> and it was a wonderful experience and it just really ignited a passion in me. And I've had several clients uh, want water births and be denied at the hospital. So uh, this provoked me to start the Water Birth Coalition of Canada and I dragged Virginia in with me <laughs> and we are definitely making waves. We are making changes. We are um, providing education and advocacy for water birth. We, our goal is to make water birth accessible in all birth settings to birthing parents across Canada. So we recently had a training session at Mohawk College where we had, we even had a um, OB come from the Philippines for our training sessions, which was yes. incredible. So we had uh, midwives, we had midwifery students, we had doulas, we had other PNSWs. And I had Barbara Harper, who is the founder of Waterbirth International, provide our training. And it has just opened up so many doors. Having the PNSW training, it's, you know, as they, Virginia mentioned, I am doing research. I'm with a group of doctors doing research in the born data. Um, I have taught childbirth education classes at the early on centers. The opportunities are there. And I find the more doors I'm opening, people, I know people say, well, is there work? Yes, there's work. <laughs> For somebody who has a schedule of 65 hours next week, there's work. Trust me. Um, and, and it's what you make of it, right? So you can find your niche and you can go into it. If you just want to do birth support, if you want to do postpartum support and work with families, I work with a wonderful family right now. And, you know, it, you're with them in whatever capacity they need. So some families may just want you for the first couple of weeks postpartum, but some may want you to work, you know, longer. And it's a wonderful feeling knowing that you're educated and you are helping these families navigate this new world, this new experience that they're going through. And, you know, you have the training to observe and acknowledge, you know, if there's something wrong with the baby and if you're noticing signs and symptoms of postpartum mood disorders on the, with the mom, it's just, it's a really rewarding career. And going from PSW, you have a lot of those skills already in observing and documenting. So it's a natural progression. So if you have that passion to work with expecting families and new babies, this is a wonderful program and I highly recommend it. Thank, Thank you, you so Terry. Much. Yeah, that's awesome. We love seeing the PNSWs who have really taken the course and made it into what they feel they need, what they want to have a passion for and what they want to drive in their life. So 
congrats to Terry and, and the other PMSWs who are doing great work in the community. And thank you so much for joining us again, because I think it's important for potential PNSWs to hear it coming from someone who's done it um, and working it now. And you're, you know, I want to attest because I know that you said you took the course during COVID, which may have been easy to do the course, but you also struggled with the practicum because of COVID. So <laughs> you had a win on one side, but it was really hard on the other. And I think it's important for everyone to know that this is not an easy course. Um, if you want easy, go take a doula course and all the best. This is really something that is a vetted, um, comprehensive, and it is a challenge. So, And it's a profession. It is a profession. It's not a hobby. We have had people ask if they can watch taped version of our classes. And no, if, if you're sick one time, we will figure it out. But if you are consistently missing classes with educators, uh, because it's not just Virginia and I, there's 12 different educators. So if you're missing classes, now we have to reach out to those educators and figure out how to get you that material you've missed. So it's really important that if you're going to take these courses that you schedule your time off so that you can be present at the classes. Mm -hmm. And this is a big question like Terry touched on, you know, where can I work? So on the left, you'll see that you can be self-employed. You can join an agency. There are a few out there. Babies.ca is, is what Virginia and I's agency is. Um, the new mummy company is also an agency that hires PNSWs, um, and both of those are uh, Canadian-based. Midwifery practices, early Ontario centers are, are now hiring PNSWs to do their prenatal classes, like Terry mentioned as well, and various shelters who have um, parents who are pregnant and having babies and don't have support. So shelters are a great way of also uh, being supportive and, and getting work. In terms of your titles, we added this because many PSWs, when they see the course, many people actually, they go and start Googling jobs, but they don't know what they're Googling. So if you don't know what you're Googling, you're not going to be able to find PNSW. Perinatal support worker is a, even though it's been around for 12 years, it's a fairly new term. And we're just now starting to see many agencies, companies using that term. So when you're going to look for roles, you want to actually type in these types of of terms, childbirth and parenting educator, perinatal and labor support, lactation support, birth attendance, newborn care support, water birth facilitator, perinatal mental health, research and curriculum developments for the perinatal period. So try and use these terms instead, because if you're going to type in perinatal support worker, you may not have much luck. What you want to look up is the actual jobs that a perinatal support worker can encompass because you can encompass so many. There are so many things that you can do with the perinatal support worker designation that putting in the title isn't going to necessarily help you to find out if the jobs are there. Jobs are there. Anywhere that someone is having a baby or has a baby, there is a job. So for those of you who have asked that question through emails, is there work? If you live in a community where they are in their 80s and do not have any babies and no one's getting pregnant, then this may not be for you unless you're gonna move or do virtual work. But if you live in a community that does have families who are pregnant and having babies, this is definitely viable work. Virginia? So a lot of people think everything happens in a hospital, or at least everything good happens in a hospital. And the reality is hospitals are very hard to get into. <clears throat> we have a couple of things in life right now. One, there's a shortage of nurses, but that doesn't mean that they open the doors for anybody to come through and help them. 
they're still holding the door closed because even though there's a shortage, they're not ready to acknowledge that they need help. So we're working on this. I think some of you who have done PSW work in hospitals may also be aware of this, that it's it's a, a challenge to get recognized in the hospitals, but it's coming. Um, we are making greater inroads. And one of the things is that for the longest time, people assumed that because this was about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, that this would be where obstetricians would be the ones deciding what happens. And we don't need you going to obstetricians. They're lovely, but they have no power in a hospital. Um, the charge nurse has all the power in the hospital. So the obstetrician can say, you can come with me. And the charge nurse can say, no, you can't. The people who can bring you are midwives. We are really the natural ally of midwives. People think midwives and doulas are natural allies, but they're not. We can actually support midwives in a very different way. And one of the things we're working on, and we weren't sure whether we were going to talk about this or not, but I think I'm going to throw it in. Um, we are working with the Canadian Association of Midwives and the Ontario Association of Midwives and local midwives on having PNSWs be trained to be second attendants. And that would be a huge gift to the midwifery practices who are not in large urban areas, who have to rely on anyone they can find who may or may not be trained to help them. So this is a great way as well to get hours in. If you can be attached to a midwifery practice and have them sponsor you to become a second attendant, you can take the courses that are required for this and get yourself involved in birth that way. Um, you may find that you're never in a hospital except to attend a birth, that you don't work in a hospital, that's not where your work is. You may find all your work is in the community or with agencies. It, it really depends on where you are and what the circumstances are in your location. But do make yourself open to any opportunity, I mean, I came originally from a theater background. And one of the things that we learned was about improv, where you say yes and, and that leads you to keep going forward. And I've tried to encourage people to take this philosophy of yes and, and apply it to the rest of their lives. And I would say, Terry and Julianne are excellent examples of what happens when you say yes and. I did warn both of them and others that the minute you say and, doors will start flying open all over the place. And then it becomes, oh, I don't know what to do now because there are too many opportunities. So everybody takes all the opportunities at the beginning, then everybody gets overwhelmed, and then you have to start paring them down. But the reality is if you're open to experiences, if you're open and you can say, yeah, I, I, I'm willing, then more will come to you. Okay, so um, that's it for the presentation part of this. Hopefully we've answered as many questions that we've always seemed to get consistently over the years. Um, I'll let Terry and Virginia, you know, if there's anything that you'd like to add as well, please do so. I see some questions here. Um, one is in regards to being in Vancouver, can she take this course? Yes, yes. the hard part is going to be, is it's open to anybody. Anybody can take this course. 
two things are going to be challenging, the time difference and a practicum. So yes, you can take the course. The more challenging part will be finding someone to be your preceptor in Vancouver. Doesn't mean we can't help you, but it is a challenge that would have to be overcome. So yes, but be aware it's going to be more challenging because we're not in Vancouver. But if you start us, we can be there. The other question is coming in regards to having a work permit and wants to know if, she, if they can take this course. In all honesty, that's going to be a question for Mohawk College. Mohawk. Yeah. So if you email me, our email is info at pnsw.org, which I will write or maybe Junior, maybe my my keyboard's not working right now. If you can write that in the chat box, info at pnsw.org. If you can email us, we can connect you with the administration um, at Mohawk and they can answer that question for you. And I think that's it. I don't see any other questions. So hopefully we have answered as many as we can. Terry, is there any questions that you get that we didn't answer? Um, I don't think so. You know, it, it's more just I don't, like I said, it was a natural progression, right? It, being a PSW is rewarding, but sometimes it really starts to take a toll on you physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, um, I had a workplace accident, ended up having a surgery. Um, and it, yeah, it just takes a toll on you. And this is just, it's such a nice natural transition. And you still have that rewarding work. You know, you're still making a difference for someone. So I think that's that's the biggest takeaway that it's still kind of PSW work, but you're integrating it to work with uh, expecting families, and it's very rewarding. Yeah, and you can important. keep your clients if you have clients. Sorry, Deb, you can keep your clients. Let's say you have a family you're working with, um, an elderly person or somebody who is um, disabled in some way, and you're you're working with them. It doesn't mean you have to give up that client. You can very often, you can keep your clients and add to it. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to actually say is that this is not a different designation. It's adding to your designation. Um, and because PNSWs are PSWs first, that opens a lot of doors for a lot of organizations that would not have opened the doors if you were not. Um, mm -hmm. So the beauty is it just adds to your your repertoire, and you can pick and choose. You may work for elderly care for six months and then decide to take on a couple of labors. And then you're like, oh, I'd love to teach some classes for a few months. And maybe you want to work with the babies. So you can really put the information that you're learning into use and to fit into your lifestyle the way that you want, which is beautiful. Okay, I think that's it for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. If you Thank have you. any other questions, please feel free to email us at the info at pnsw.org. If you go to the website that's posted, you will see some general information that we've talked about. If you want more information on the actual courses, the registering, please email us. We will then give you the links to register for the course, as well as learn a little bit more of a deep dive into each module. I just want to say one thing. Um, we do not have... Um, wide open enrollment. We take a, a, a certain amount of people every time we offer the program. And that's a maximum. Our max is capped at, I believe, 25. Um, we don't want to flood the market with people and then have them not able to work. So if you think, well, this is great. I won't do it this time. I'll do it next time. 
Remember, every time we do this, more people know about us and more people sign up. So you may or may not be able to catch us if you miss this one, uh, because we do have a hard cap on how many people can come into the program. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Terry, so much for joining us again. I always love having you thank share your story. Thank you, Terry. And thank you, Miranda. Thank you, Opswap, for hosting this for us as well. We look forward to seeing everyone in January. All have right. Have a great holiday season.